In this edition of Locked On Capitals, your Washington Capitals take down the Philadelphia Flyers by a score of 3-1. to one. Let's talk about it next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holby. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition, we are going to talk about your victorious Washington Capitals as they take down the Philadelphia Flyers by a score of 3-1. to And what a game it was out there. If there was any doubt out there, if this Capitals team was going to be up for the challenge of taking on uh, these teams with these new players. I think a lot of that was put to rest today as you saw great production from Dylan Strom and Connor Brown, two big pieces that were added in the offseason that helped lift the Capitals beat the, and beat the Flyers tonight. So just a really great, great game out there today. And also a great game by um, Charlie Lindgren, uh, a netminder that they picked up in, in the off season and kind of, you know, a bit more of an unproven commodity out there. You know, I know that the Caps went out and picked up Darcy Kemper, the Stanley Cup winner, but Charlie Lindgren, you know, he had a really great season uh, with the Thunderbirds and he played briefly with the Blues, but ultimately what were the Capitals going to have in him? That was the question that remains to be seen. All right, so just let it, let's get it going here. Two Washington Capitals newcomers powered the offense Wednesday night and backup goalie Charlie Lindgren played two strong periods in a 3-1 to preseason win over the Philadelphia Flyers. And uh, there was nothing more that you could really ask for uh, from Charlie Lindgren. He faced 13 shots and made 13 saves, so a perfect game for Charlie. And uh, just kind of putting to rest any doubt if he was going to be up for the challenge of, of playing in the NHL. And I don't think that there was much doubt out there, but, uh, you know, like I said, a bit of an unproven commodity. Zach Fukali came in and made seven saves on eight shots. And the goal that was allowed, there wasn't a whole lot uh, that uh, Zach could do about that. So I'm not going to fault him for that, but just uh, some really great play in net and just a refreshing change uh, from what they've had over the past couple seasons. Dylan Strom scored twice and Connor Brown recorded the first goal in a contest that tilted heavily in Washington's favor. Brown found a bouncing puck in the flyer zone and scored from the slot to give the Capitals a one to nothing lead less than five minutes into the second period. Strom's one-timer from the right circle on the power play made it two to nothing. Kevin Hayes scored for the Flyers before Strom added an insurance goal late in the third. And, uh, you know, it kind of just makes me wonder what that Chicago Blackhawks team was thinking when they parted with him. Um, you know, Dylan Stroma is a great player and is ostensibly going to fill the spot of Nick Backstrom out there. And uh, I think that, you know, for Caps fans, it was a good sign to see him get some really great play out there because, 
you know, uh, Nick Backstrom has some big shoes to fill out there. And it does seem like, you know, Dylan Strome will be up for the job. The Capitals' next preseason game is Friday against the Red Wings in Detroit. And uh, here are some of the, the big the big takeaways from the game. The goals by Brown and Strom eased some offensive worries. Washington struggled early, mustering two shots for the majority of the first period before a flurry late. The second and third periods brought more scoring chances for the Capitals and also showcased what Strom and Brown, two significant offseason signings, can bring to the attack. And just taking a look at the score sheet, on Connor Brown, he had one goal, one assist, two points, and three shots on goal. And Dylan Strom, two goals, two points, and five shots on goal. So these new players, uh, you know, Connor Brown from that they picked up, like I said, for Tom Wilson and Dylan Strom, just filling in and, uh, you know, in their absence, ultimately. I know that they have a role on this team, but for right now, that is where they're penciled in. And tonight was just a really good sign, I think, of things to come. Uh, for this Capitals team. Um, I thought they were good all night, Coach Peter Lavulette said of the pair. Their whole line with Joe Snively was really good. They worked, they got good skill, they complemented each other, and they brought a lot of speed. I thought Brownie did a good job at dogging pucks. Stromer was around the puck all night. Really good. And, uh, you know, if you can get glowing reviews like that from your head coach, you are definitely... Uh, doing something right. And I don't, you know, I don't think anyone could walk away from that game um, last night and think to themselves, man, that was a poor Caps team out there. I, I would be hard pressed. And I think fans out there would be hard pressed to, to find any fault uh, with that Caps Caps team last night. And uh, I, it was, it was a good sign. I think of things to come with Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson out to start the season. Washington will look to add offensive production to its top two lines Brown and Strom are likely to occupy those lines with Strom looking to build on his career best 22 goals last season with Chicago. Brown was 20 goal scorer for Toronto during the 16-17 season. He had 10 goals last season with Ottawa. And, you know, just a real promising sign, like I said, for the Caps out there as they were able to pick up a win tonight, a preseason win, albeit. But, uh, you know, there was already some people of, after the first preseason game, you know, kind of doubting them. And, oh, my gosh, what does this Caps team have? Are they going to be good enough, um, you know, with um, this aging team? Are they going to be good enough? You know, they went out and they added these big players, but are they going to be good enough without Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom? So, I, like I said, I think that it kind of just put a lot of uh, fans to ease to, to see the really great play from su some of the two uh, newest additions to the team and Dylan Strom and Connor Brown. And I think just really uh, a positive sign for things to come. All right. So after the break here, we are going to talk about the play from Charlie Lindgren, how, what a great job he did and what other notes there were from the game. We'll talk about that next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. 
Bet online where the game starts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are talking about your Washington Capitals as they take down the Philadelphia Flyers by a score of 3-1 to one with great production by two additions in the offseason and Connor Brown and Dylan Strome. But one other great addition uh, was Charlie Lindgren, and he played very well tonight. There isn't a competition for the backup goaltender role, but Lindgren still needs to prove himself. General Manager Brian McClellan said Lindgren 28 appeared in just five games last season with the St. Louis Blues, but is entering his seventh NHL season. He will see a healthy amount of action as Darcy Kemper's backup. And, you know, I don't know, you know, I got to think that Darcy Kemper is going to carry a bulk of the mail for this team. But, uh, you know, you will see Charlie inserted in those games where there's back-to-backs or that kind of thing. And it's something that I've spoke of um, kind of all summer is that uh, Darcy Kemper is a bit prone to being bit by the injury bug. So it is good that they have a solid backup netminder in Charlie Lindgren. And I hope that, it, you know, Darcy Kemper can play through the duration of the season. Don't get me wrong. But it's assuring to have a really solid backup, and uh, I believe uh, be- I believe that they do have that uh, in Charlie Linger, and so it was a good sign to see him have a perfect game tonight. On Wednesday night, Lingren made his preseason debut. He stopped all 13 shots he faced in 40 minutes. That was exactly how I'd w- I would want my first game to go, getting the feel of the puck again, seeing game action, so I didn't think my job was too hard tonight, Lindgren said. I thought our guys did an awesome job. Obviously, it's a good way to build a little bit of confidence. Zach Fukale played the final period. Lingren's night was highlighted by his first period save on Wade Allison, who tried a backhander in front. Beyond that, Lingren went largely untested. And, you know, I think that uh, what he did face out there, I think that he did a really good job. And uh, like I said, that was the big question mark. Um, you know, as we went into free agency this past summer was what were the Capitals going to do in that? Were they going to stick with uh, Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek? It seemed highly improbable, but, you know, there was always the possibility that it was that they would do that because, you know, they're always trying to save money and this Caps team is always cap strapped. So um, there was the possibility of that. You know, if you were going to ask me in the offseason what I thought was going to happen, I thought that they were going to stick uh, with Ilya Samsonov just because he was drafted higher. And I, I didn't think it was too possible that they were going to part with both their netminders being as that they had, you know, control of, of both of their rights. But as we headed towards free agency and I found out that Brian McClellan did in the capitals did not extend a qualifying offer to Ilya Samsonov or Vitek Vanacek. I knew that change was coming. And uh, then the rumor mill started swirling out there that, you know, the Darcy Kemper, Stanley Cup winning Darcy Kemper of the Colorado Avalanche was uh, that the Avalanche weren't going to to re-sign him to a new contract that, you know, maybe there was a chance that he would come to Washington. And a lot of the pundits and, and talking NHL heads said that it would be, you know, not, you know, too likely for him to come to the Capitals. But alas, he did it. He signed a five-year deal. And now, you know, certain things were solidified. And then they signed Charlie Lingren as his backup. 
just to kind of make a statement to everyone in the Capitals organization that we saw what we had, we know what wrong, and we are going to address it. And uh, if tonight is any indicator of, you know, the change in net, the refreshing change of having stability between the pipes, that is the greatest thing in the world, if you ask me, because, you know, if we would have gone into next season with that same instability, you know, of having of having uh, Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek out there, like I said, feel free uh, to kind of bang your head against the wall because, you know, it was it was a frustrating thing all of last season. Now, granted, they got 100 points between the both of them, so they weren't horrible goalies. Um, it was just that they had a hard time um, stringing together wins, shall we say. So a stronger Alexi Protus, Protus six foot six, two hundred and twenty-five pound forward, entering his second NHL season, has impressed during camp. He's noticeably bigger and stronger than he was last year, and his speed and physicality have stood out at the first two preseason games. And Alexi Protus, six foot six, two hundred and twenty-five, a big frame. Who could he fill in the role for? Maybe like a Tom Wilson. You know what I'm thinking out there is that. You know, Tom Wilson is a big frame out there, and they did lose a bit of their toughness. They lost a bit of their intimidation factor when he uh, got injured. So, you know, I think, like I said, everything out there is penciled in. We think that Connor Brown is going to fill in for Tom Wilson. Some other people out there think it's going to be TJ Oshie or Connor Sheary or something like that. But I, I, you know, I don't think that anything at this point is set in stone, and I don't think that you should take anything to the bank thinking that it's going to be this way or the other. There's a very good chance that the Capitals are going to probably seek someone internally, whether it be in Hershey or whatever the case is, to help add some of that toughness back to this team. And could it come in the form of a Protoss? Could it come in the form of a Beck Malenstein? Something like that, because... You know, Tom Wilson out of the lineup, you you did lose a lot of that big toughness out there. So would someone like would someone like a Protus, would he, you know, be a good a replacement for him? Not only does Protus appear more comfortable and confident, but he looks like a player ready for a full-time role. But while he made his NHL debut and played 33 games last year in Washington, it seems unlikely Protus will suit up for the Capitals on opening night. Instead, he probably has a shot to the Capitals' 13th forward. And we hear a lot about that. Who is going to be the 13th forward? There's certain things to consider. You know, you got Joe Snively out there. If if he doesn't make the big team, they ha- he has to clear waivers by going down to Hershey if that's going to happen. Same thing with Axel Janssen-Fialbi. If he the Capitals don't want him, he's going to have to clear waivers to go down. And you know there was a lot of people in the, you know when the in the off season and you know when they heard that Joe Snively got that deal, um, that he was a lock to be on this Capitals team because of the nature of his contract. But you know, it is a pretty crowded lineup out there, especially since they picked up Strom and they picked up Connor Brown. So, you know, where are all these players going to fit? You know, Axel Janssen, Fialbi, or Joe Snively, one of the two of them is going to have to face waivers. And uh, there's a pretty good chance that there's a team out there that's going to scoop up uh, someone like Joe Snively if the Capitals don't keep him. I would. I think that he has a great upside. You know, in the brief stint that we saw him last year uh, in Washington before he was injured, I think he kind of impressed everyone. When he was called up, 
It was based on an injury on the team. And I think that everyone thought, you know, he was just going to come up for a brief period of time. And, and oh, what a great story is that the hometown kid is playing on the big Capitals team since he kind of worked his way up since the very beginning. But it, it wasn't that. It wasn't like a cameo uh, appearance. When he came up to this team, he did impress and he had some pretty good numbers. Uh, so that's what I'm saying, that if you have players like a Snively or an Axel Janssen Fialbi, and, uh, you know, there's a good chance being the, of the, the nature of their contract that if if they don't have if you don't have a spot for them on this Capitals team, then you're going to have to expose them to waivers. And uh, then what's going to happen? So I hope that uh, the Capitals are going to be able to retain uh, the services of those players because they are players that have worked up through the system. And uh, I, I, I just hope that that's the case. Against the Flyers, Protus looked quicker and faster. He said last season that he was working on his skating. He's great. It looks like he got, I don't want to say bigger because he's a big boy, uh, forward TGO, she said, but it looks like he got a little stronger over the offseason. He's working hard out there. He looks more comfortable in this camp as far as making plays. It doesn't seem very jittery. And, uh, you know, that's an easy thing to happen when you're playing up on the big team here that, you know, you got the big lights looking at you and the high expectations and, the, and you know, who you're playing with. You know, if you're playing on the ice and you've got Alex Ovechkin and Nick Backstrom and Kuznetsov out there, that will probably might make me a little bit jittery too. Um, so I think that, that you know, he, well, since he's gone past that, you know, he's comfortable with this group of players. Um, I think that uh, he will be just fine um, going forward here. So after the break here, we are going to continue to talk about the Capitals and what players um, are going to make this lineup at the end of the day. You know, there is going to be some tough questions that need to be answered and a lot is yet to be determined. There's two games of preseason played so far and the, they're going to be playing the Red Wings next. So I think it's kind of a fluid situation and, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who makes this team uh, once we have game one here in the future. All right, so after the break, we will talk about what players will crack this roster next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are talking about your Washington Capitals as they take down the Philadelphia Flyers by a score of three to one. So one of the other players that I talked about earlier was Axel Janssen Fielby. And where does he fit into this team? Does he have a spot? Let's talk about that next here with Carl Hagelin out indefinitely with eye and lower body injuries. Washington needs a fourth line left winger. When Hagelin suffered his eye injury in March, the Capitals recalled Axel Janssen Fielby from Hershey. Their American uh, Hockey League affiliate Washington saw Janssen Fielby as Hagelin's short-term replacement on the fourth line and potentially as a long-term solution too. Janssen Fielby ended up playing in 14 games for the Capitals but did not suit up for the postseason. And one of the things that I like about Fialbi is his speed. He's quick up and down the ice. And, uh, you know, in this league that is getting younger and faster, to have someone like Axel on the team, I think it's only beneficial. This season, Janssen Fialbi has yet to emerge as an option for the fourth line spot. Janssen and Sherry have occupied that left wing role during training camp with Janssen Fialbi cycling in only once during practice. His assets include speed and penalty kill. And, uh, you know, those are some very big positive things that you need on this Capitals team. Um, because like I say, they lack a little bit of that youth and speed and, uh, Axel Janssen Fialbi could be a good option there. So 
it's going to be interesting to see where these players fit in. I've heard some people say that Connor McMichael, and I think I saw it on NHL uh, Network that they were having uh, Connor McMichael playing on the fourth line left wing, kind of the spot where Axel Janssen Fielby should be slated to play. But, you know, I think that Connor McMichael, and he has said as much, is that he prefers to play center. Where will Connor McMichael fit ultimately? Uh, some people say he will challenge Dylan Strom for that second line position. You know, Dylan Strom, I, I don't think it'll be from a lack of talent from Dylan Strom. We saw it on full display tonight. He played an amazing game. Um, but, you know, there there is flexibility in that position, being that Dylan Strom uh, can play center or wing. So you have some flexibility out there. It's just going to be a battle for certain roles out there. We know that Alex Ovechkin is going to be top line left wing, and we know that Kuznetsov is most likely going to be the top line center and so on and so forth. But the other positions on the lineup are a little bit more uh, fluid, shall we say. And it's going to be interesting to see where they fit. You know, I'm glad that they were able to take care of the situation in net. Because, you know, last season, let's face it, it was one of the seasons where we never really knew uh, who was going to start in net. Was it going to be Samsonov or Vanacek? So for them to have uh, taken care of that situation is a good feeling for me. But, uh, it, you know, I guess it's a good problem if there's such a thing as a good problem is to have so much talent. You know, Hendricks here came into this camp and, you know, I think to a certain extent he probably knows that he's not going to crack the big team. I think that um, uh, Hendricks here would be best served uh, playing for Hershey because he would get more playing time. I don't I think the worst thing that could happen to him right now to kind of stunt his growth would be to have him on the big team sitting in the press box or, you know, healthy scratch or whatever the case may be. So I think that Hendricks LaPierre will be in Hershey. Connor McMichael will break the team where he fits in. Is he going to be one of the depth players? Um, is he going to be one of the guys that cycles in and out of the lineup? I guess that remains to be seen, but you know, like we were talking about there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of guys that want to make the team. You got Snively, you got Axel Janssen Fieldy, and there's only so many positions available. Uh, again, this is only the second preseason game, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens on Friday against the Red Wings. And then you can kind of start, you know, gauging, you know, what talent there is out there because that's what it's going to be. The cream that rises to the top are the players that are going to be playing on this team in game one. All right, thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. All right, so once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holney, and I'll talk to you again next time.